It's a brand new week, and we do have a lot of news stories and information that we're going to cover. So let's get on board. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, the voice, it's getting better. It stays pretty decent for part of the day. Then it gets a little worn out like it is right now. Kind of goes back and forth. So I still need to take it a bit easy, but at least we are on the road to recovery. And for that, I am so thankful. I really am. I want to take a moment to thank all of you for your prayers for this radio ministry, for what we're trying to do here. And it's a very strange balancing act of giving you news you don't find in a lot of places, but you can trust it from here. Remember, I see all kinds of stories and all kinds of websites and all kinds of video on Rumble and other places that sometimes are less than truthful and, and oftentimes try to hype a topic a little bit more than I believe that they should. I have tried from the very beginning of this program over two and a half years ago to be a trusted source. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to let you know. We had that happen last year. In the middle of all this surgery stuff, in trying to get a radio program together in a short amount of time, I had a story that, well, somebody, shall we say, carefully edited a video to change its meaning. And and I didn't do the normal checking that I always do. Didn't have the time, and I really wasn't health-wise up to it. And I apologize the next day. I want you to know that when you listen to Truth to Ponder, that you can trust the things that I'm telling you. I look back over these two and a half years, and, and I realize we said a lot of things that I even felt a little bit uncomfortable personally in saying, but in my prayer life, I felt very encouraged to go ahead and say it. And all these things that Twitter and Facebook and all the fact checkers and all the officials and even people at Fox News and other places said were not true, ended up in time being proven to be true. Like I say, once again, I am so thankful for that that we've been able to be a source of news and information for you. Now, I want to just touch briefly on a topic, and that is the train wrecks that we hear a lot about and I see a lot of stories about. And and there's some word on the street that this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. This has been going on for actually decades. So I want to get into that story and a few others regarding the train situation, but here's what, what Pete Buttigieg had to say about the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio. While this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Uh, obviously, they, they have levels of severity. Now, this train was subject to uh, certain enhanced requirements because of the hazardous materials on board. But obviously, none of that prevented what happened in East Palestine. That's one of the reasons we're going to be paying very close attention to the findings that NTSB comes back with. I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. Just to pass the time away 
Dinah, blow your horn. So what is the real story about these train wrecks? Have they been going on for a long time, or is this something new? Now, I've seen some media reports where people are trying to imply that this is all extremely recent. In this particular case, you had a train with 150 cars, some of the cars, I think three, carrying some extremely toxic chemicals, and it came off the tracks in East Palestine. And it's just one of more than a dozen rail accidents reported to have already taken place since the beginning of 2023. And this is not even the first one to have occurred in Ohio. According to Newsweek, there was another derailment back in January and another one with the Ohio Central comprising of 97 cars and stretching for one and a half miles slid off the rails. Now, all those cars were empty at the time, so there was no no cargo. The truth is, there are a lot of train mishaps that occur during the year. I can remember back before I went into emergency management, I studied this particular one, an incident that happened that killed people with a with toxic fumes oh about 15 years ago in South Carolina. It is one that many of us have have studied if you've worked in emergency management, the response what should have been done. And and so yes, there have been a large number of derailments over the years. Not long ago, back on the 21st of February, Union Pacific freight train running through Nebraska after three coal trains had derailed in the area in 2022. We're knowing, we're just paying more attention, to be quite honest. And a lot is being said politically about how to stop this. Now, I want to debunk one story right now. Pete Buttigieg, who I just played a moment ago, lied. He is a typical Democrat reprobate liar. I don't want to be political about this, but I'm just going to tell you that he fits the entire Biden administration of bold-faced, unrepentant liars. He shared a big fib, and he knew it was a big fib when he said it, but he knows the media is going to cover for him, and he knows that most Americans' attention span is limited, And they don't double-check facts, so they'll probably believe it. He talked about how the Trump administration, back in 2017, had repealed some regulations that, had they not done it, this train wreck would have never happened. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. Nonsensical garbage. What they're referring to is an Obama rule, which was not legislation, that would have required certain long trains transporting a particular class of flammable liquids to have electronically controlled fumatic brakes. It's called an ECP brake system. And it sends an electronic signal to every car to apply its own brakes. Well, number one, this train would never have qualified in East Palestine to be required to have those ECP brakes 
based on the Obama rule, even though it was repealed, it would never have made any difference. None at all. And so they propagated a known lie trying to convince you that it's a problem they inherited. Every problem this administration says they have, they claim they inherited it, even though they're the ones that create most of the problems that they're trying to deal with. They lie, and they lie a lot. There's a lot about this rule. I've been reading about it from some unbiased sources and even Places like the Washington Post have to agree that this rule that was repealed would have had no bearing on virtually all the train wrecks we're having in the United States. So for political points, and knowing that CNN and MSNBC and all the places would just give him cover, because they love Mayor Pete, he knowingly lied and didn't care that he lied. Reprobates don't care about their sin. They actually enjoy it, celebrate it, encourage it. They feel no repentance. They have no conscience. And so we were lied to, big time. Like I say, people are pointing out that these, this rule, had it been implemented would have prevented the derailment, ended up being false. It only applied to high-hazard flammable trains. Now, let me give you an example of a high-hazard flammable train. As you know, here in the United States, all in the name of climate change and peak oil and oil running out, everything that goes with it, We have been blending alcohol in our gasoline. You know it, you see it. Up to 10%. It's blended alcohol. But here's the problem. You don't blend the alcohol with the gasoline at the refinery. You do it in places closer to where the pumps are, where you get your gasoline. And real fast, I've looked at this over the past 15 years, ran some numbers, and here's what I came up with. This whole ethanol idea is the most ridiculous thing that was ever pushed by the EPA and our federal government. It's ridiculous. It's nonsensical. Burning food, in this case corn, in your gas tank. And and here's one of the things that I had a very good friend who is a master mechanic, used to work for many years in the automotive trade. And he pointed something out on a simple calculator that really opened my eyes to some of this nonsensical stuff that goes on. By the way, have you priced corn lately? I know it's the winter time. But because we're growing corn not for feed or for people, we're growing it to put into a gas tank, it tends to affect supply and demand. 
yeah, I know they're a different kind of corn for people and, and for making, I get it. But the fields are still in use. On average, on average, this, this, this individual had done and proved it. On average, using ethanol up to 10% reduces your gas mileage up to 10% because the efficiency of the burn and everything else is not as good as just regular gasoline. That's just a fact. And so, let's say, I'm just going to do some quick math here. Maybe this will help you out. I'm going to try to make it simple. Let's say you made a 100-mile trip. And let's pretend your car on regular gas, not ethanol, no ethanol mixed in, got 20 miles to the gallon. Okay? 20 miles to the gallon. It would take five gallons of this gasoline to get you from point A to point B. Five gallons. Now, if your gas mileage is reduced by about 10%, now you're getting 18 miles to the gallon. And those five gallons will now only get you 90 miles not 100. You need another half a gallon of ethanol, which is about 10% more of the stuff. That's just a fact of life. Sure, we have computers. We can increase gas mileage. We can do all kinds of things that we couldn't do 30 and 40 years ago. But still, this entire idea of mixing corn stuff, you know, corn squeezins into our gas tank, and then in essence reducing the miles per gallon. The stuff is terrible in a lot of your lawn equipment, causing damage in the long run, attracting moisture, a lot of other problems with with this, this uh, ethanol. So you get reduced mileage, that's a fact, So you need more of it. So where was the savings? At the end of the day, if you look at how much gasoline before you mixed in the ethanol, if you needed five gallons, now you need five and a half gallons of the other stuff, you're still using five gallons of gasoline, but you're just burning this other nonsense for no apparent good. And no, it doesn't make the environment that much cleaner. But it does create a problem that I became very aware of in emergency management a number of years ago as I'm learning all the hazards that we face in our modern world. None of this has to do anything with politics. It's just it is what it is. Things from underground pipelines to trains to things that are coming down the interstate highway, weather, you name it, all these things that we deal with in life. You know, life has a certain level of risk. And see, there's a little town called Belton, South Carolina. You probably never heard of it. It's in Anderson County in the upstate of South Carolina. 
Oh, about a half hour, 40 minutes away from Greenville. About an hour and a half or so north of Atlanta, an hour and a half south of Charlotte, roughly speaking. By the way, Atlanta is the only place I know it takes an hour to go from Atlanta to Atlanta. But that's another story. In Belton, South Carolina, there is an ethanol blending plant. And every day, these massive trains with these black tanker cars head to Belton, South Carolina. And in those special tanker cars is the alcohol to be blended with the gasoline. Now, the gasoline arrives in an underground pipeline, goes into the blending plant where it's mixed with this fuel coming from these railroad cars. And some of these trains were pretty long. One of the things I remember having to study was an alcohol fire and how dangerous they are. You may not know this, but there is no flame in a super hot alcohol fire. You may walk up to it in a hazmat suit and not even see it and set yourself on fire because there's no flame, just extreme heat. And so we had to learn how to deal and respond to the potential of an alcohol fire. So we spent all this money, all this diesel fuel, transporting alcohol from the Midwest to South Carolina to blend it with gasoline from Texas or wherever to put in the gas tanks of cars in the upstate of South Carolina to reduce their gas mileage by 10%. And this stuff makes up 10% of what's in your tank. Now, maybe maybe I'm narrow-minded here, but explain to me how that is a good idea. I don't get it. But somebody in government thinks it's a wonderful idea. We're saving the planet somehow. We're not going to run out of oil. Here, here's the problem. In the United States, we have a known 400-year supply of oil for gasoline. 400 years. Look how far technology has taken us in 100 years. Legitimate technology, not the fake, phony stuff that, you know, they're, they're pumping out now and claiming we all have to agree with. Not the phony, fake science of climate fraud, not the phony fake science that we need wind and solar to save the planet, real science that has solved real problems, and it always does. Look how far technology has taken us in 100 years. The Model A, the Model T car, to even an inexpensive car of today. How far will technology take us? Because technology seems to double every 10 years. Where will normal technology trying to solve problems take us in 10, 20, 50, or 100 years from now?
I don't think there's going to be a need for that 400-year reserve at all. But it's nice to know it's there. We don't need climate fraud restrictive practices to control our lives. And see, this is what it's all about. All of this sudden energy problem was never a problem before. It was to a degree during the oil embargo with OPEC when we were too dependent upon foreign oil. Now we're dependent again because the reprobate in the White House doesn't want to be energy sufficient with low energy cost. He wants you broke and dependent on him and his stupid windmills and solar panels made in China. These are the kind of problems that we're we're having to deal with. We have nothing but liars in our government that don't care about the truth. The truth is meaningless. The ideology is all that counts. These people, like Pete Buttigieg, who plays mommy, takes time off. That's something else that I'm just going to say it. You can get mad at me. I don't care. It doesn't bother me anymore. Pete Buttigieg and that man that he shacked up with claiming to be married. That's not a marriage in the eyes of God. It is sinful. It is disrespectful. It's disgraceful. And it's an abomination. And for them to adopt a child to destroy it. They will pay dearly for eternity if they do not repent and change their evil ways. And this is the kind of reprobate this administration puts in charge of transportation. The guy couldn't fix potholes in Indianapolis. And he's supposed to take care of airlines, trucking, shipping by boat, trains, Interesting. This is, he has no expertise in any of it. None of it. The only thing he has a background in is social perversion, which makes him a perfect candidate for this administration. I must be honest. He checked a box I'm gay and I'm married to a man. That makes me qualify to be Secretary of Transportation. Just like Jean, whatever her name is, you know, KJP, you know, the, the spokesperson for Biden. I'm a woman. I'm black. And I'm married to another woman. That makes me qualify to be a press secretary. You can go down the list of all these idiots that Biden has put into his cabinet, no wonder this country is going to hell in a handbasket. We're asking for it. Incompetent, immoral people in charge of things that are vitally important to all of us. It is a problem. It is a huge problem. So trains have been having issues, I'm reading about it, for years. 
Now, the good news is, even out of the thousand some odd train wrecks, and see what 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 Buttigieg was trying to talk about was not not to worry about nothing to see here, folks. Most most derailments are fixed in a matter of hours and don't have massive consequences. Most are very minor, no injuries, no fires. Only a few people have died in any mishap with trains in any given year, either on the train or because of the train. Now, that doesn't count idiots that try to, you know, go past a crossing and trying to beat the train and get hit. But I'm saying that while there are a, a number of train wrecks, Buttigieg trying to use that line to make excuses and blame the Trump administration for it all shows that he's just a fool who needs to be fired. You know, if the man had any decency, 1% of, if he he was just 1% decent, he would resign in shame. But he'll never do it. If anything, he'll try to run for president again. And that is the reprobate mind at work. Delusional. The White House staff those that plan our military these days, all reprobates, every one of them. And that includes that includes Secretary of Defense Austin and his right-hand bozo, General Milley. Neither of which deserve to be in the positions they are in. They completely botched the exit from Afghanistan and are ginning up a war in Ukraine at the bidding of their master. You know and I know it. Will the United States survive? Good question. There are times that I don't know. And then I think back to about a year ago. This administration in Washington, just like the one in Ottawa in Canada, They take you for a fool. They believe they can get away with it because their associates in the media will cover for them, whether it be CNN, MSNBC. Of course, I've given up on MSNBC. You have to be deranged, evil, and demonically possessed for them to ever put you on their TV screen. Some of the weirdest, sickest people on the face of the planet pontificate at MSNBC. They make the girls at The View look halfway sane. And that's that's saying a lot. Last year, there was a big war against disinformation or what the government perceived as disinformation. And let me explain what that really means. I'm going to put this in a perspective you cannot miss. When the Biden administration, when the CDC, when the FBI, when the CIA, the Department of Energy and the EPA, all of them, 
anytime they're accusing you of misinformation, there is a extremely high probability that they're afraid that their propaganda is being exposed. Let me say that again. What they call disinformation, misinformation, we know now after two, three years, many people were telling the truth and they were, they were silenced. They were silenced by Twitter, silenced by Facebook, silenced everywhere in the media, made fun of, ridiculed, lied about, reputations destroyed by liars and reprobates trying to cover up the fact their propaganda was being exposed. Do you remember that silly woman that they were going to put in charge of the Department of Disinformation, you know, the Orwellian organization, the Ministry of Truth? Bumbering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So yes, information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> Ah, yes. Nina Jankowitz. She was appointed by President Biden to, in essence, be the director of what would be the Biden administration's Ministry of Truth. Very Orwellian. In other words, she was going to be the decider of what is true and what is a lie. And you don't dispute that woman. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, remember, this woman, Nina Jankowitz, was picked because of her very strong opinions and her hatred of anything conservative. I mean, that's what she is. She is woke. She is weird. She buys into every demonic concept of transitioning children from boy to girl or girl to boy. That kids know this stuff in the womb, that's truth to her. Men can have babies in her world. Oh yeah, of course, men can have babies. That's why we need tampon machines in the men's room. We really just need to have, just whatever you identify with. It's all well and good for her. She is one of those individuals that attacked the Hunter Biden laptop story saying it was all a lie and Trump and Russian disinformation because you know that that Trump colluded with Russia she held on to that all the way to 2020 even though that had been thoroughly debunked by 2019 and truthfully it had been debunked before Trump ever took office, and with what we know now, they knew it then, and they willingly lied to the American people. The fact that nobody's in prison for 10 to 25 years, 
were charged with treason shows we have no justice left in this country. And the man in charge of justice in this country is a worm, a disgusting, evil individual, an antichrist agent, goes after Christians. Oh, but we we, we just can't chase after rioters because it was nighttime. We couldn't see them. All these silly excuses that this evil man, a typical Biden appointee, and Obama wanted him as a Supreme Court justice. I don't know where he would do more damage. Listen, I've got a couple of more stories I wanted to get to in this first segment. We're running over. And I'll get to those stories on the other side. And then we're going to kind of close out the program with some good news. We need to have some good news and some hope in these troubled and difficult times. You know, this radio ministry, I had a letter the other day. Somebody pleading me, don't don't abandon a lot of what you do in this program. They know that I'm getting really concerned about the church. And I've taken on a church project and and they're they're worrying about spreading myself too thin. Yeah, the voice is is still weak, but it's it is getting stronger. I go about a half a day with the voice being just about normal. That's a far cry from just a week or two ago. And we're only three weeks post surgery, and I was told to allow up to six weeks for this to really heal on its own. Doing everything they're telling me to do. And I know doing the radio program is a little hard. Today we got a bit of a late start. And and so it is on the wearing outside. So just, just keep me in your prayers. By the way, I really feel good. I know it doesn't sound it, but I really feel good. I feel stronger. I feel healthier. I feel more encouraged. And I just feel that God is opening up doors. For me, this ministry, I really believe the help that I need going forward so I can can be this voice on the radio, but I need to be a voice in a church. I need to be proclaiming the good news of the gospel. Talking politics is one thing. It is important, but not nearly as important is getting people right with the Lord. You know, if this country of ours was truly Christian and people were truly yielded unto God, not just a member of some church organization or some club or some apostate group, if we really had true Christians, there'd be no need for me to talk about the news that I talk about because it wouldn't be there people would be working to do the right thing, not the corrupt thing. And so, yeah, I need to give you the news, but I need to, we're not going to change anything at the ballot box until we as a people are changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we do this radio program. That's why I'm doing the church project. The two are going to be hand in hand. And I really believe God is bringing people into my orbit, so to speak, 
that will help on so many levels. And it'll be a vastly improved radio program with a more important ministry to go along with it. If you believe in what we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, now's a good time to let me know, number one, you listen, hearing from a lot of new people on shortwave. And for that, I'm thankful. Shortwave is still the primary outlet. Podcast is growing. We will do, I pray, when we add the church service, that'll be something added. I'm hoping that we can find time on a shortwave station or two to carry it live, multiple frequencies. Also as a live podcast and live video cast. And then on demand. And also some replays. There are a lot of places, a lot of people that don't have a place to worship. Where they once worshiped, these churches have walked away from from the good news in the scripture. And I know that another pandemic could come down the pike and shut everything down again. So we need to be ready with a backup. I will tell you more about that on the other side as well. But if you believe in this ministry, go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can find out about what this program's all about, prior programs, the church project, and yes, you you can use Give, Send, Go from the website, a Christian organization, to support this ministry. Or if you prefer, you can write a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Haman's false authority coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Condor, Jewish Connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In the book of Esther, Haman is a type of the enemy of Satan. And notice Haman has to go to get the king's authority in order to act. He can't act without the king's authority, which reveals something very important. Matches up with the book of Job. See, the enemy has no real authority of his own. No real authority. He's got fake authority, illegitimate authority, but no real authority. How could he? Messiah said all authority, not some, not half, not 99.9%, but all goes to Messiah, is in God. So what does the enemy do? Well, he fakes it. He bluffs it. He pretends it. He acts as if he does. He offers Eve the fruit as if he owned it. He doesn't own it. He, he offers Messiah the world, but he's not the Lord of the world. Only God is. He's like a guy, the guy selling the Brooklyn Bridge. He doesn't own it. He comes like a roaring lion, but he flees when you resist him. Messiah said all authority. That means all authority 
authority over the enemy. How much is left for the enemy? None. Evil has no real authority. Sin has no real authority. Temptation, no real authority. Only bluffs. And the key is don't believe the bluff. Don't believe the bluff of the bad report, the bluff of the threat, the intimidation, the seduction of evil. That temptation has no real authority, no right. <laughs> that bad thing has no authority at all. So take authority over it. When the enemy speaks, take authority. When temptation comes, take authority. You can because sin shall not be master over you. When fear speaks, take authority over it. When despair speaks, take authority over it because all authority is the Lord's and you are of the Lord. Therefore, walk in authority for the gates of hell will not prevail against you. In fact, it's all a bluff. Want more? Ask for the Cosmic Haman on CD. Now, I just received something so awesome. It's been hidden for 2,000 years and never before, as far as we know, revealed. You can. It's yours free. The awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD and Sapphire is guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to get your free gifts, call now, 1-800. That's Yeshua 1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A 1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. And I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents. It's amazing. Farthest way you can ever, ever touch the world through shortwave radio. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write to me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Zip is 07644. And that's Box 1111. That's Lodi, New Jersey. And that's 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, don't believe the bluff, take your authority. Shalom Aleichem, my friend, in Messiah, or HaOlam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I am so thankful that each and every day, so many of you join me by radio. Now, I apologize, my voice is still a little bit weak, but it is a lot stronger than it was a week ago. And I'm doing my best to take it easy, I know that I have to. Um, I try to rest the voice as much as I can during the day. But as I record the radio show, it gets a little bit weaker. But if I, once I get done for the day, and about an hour or so goes by, it starts coming right back. In talking to my doctor, he indicated that's just how it's going to be as it gradually heals from the irritation. So it's not painful. It's just troublesome. I wish it was stronger and easier to talk uh, to you. But I'm thankful for all that God has done in my life. I can't say enough in thanks for all the prayers you've given me during this time, going back really a lot longer than I ever knew. But particularly since October, when this problem that I've had, which was diagnosed as bladder cancer, became apparent. And three procedures later, it appears we are on the road to a very long-term recovery. I leave it all in God's hands. And in spite of the enormous amount of cancer found in the bladder, it had not broken through, which would have been fatal. And so I'm humbled by, by God giving me 
this additional time. It could be years. And I want to use that time for his kingdom. Now, I want to just take a moment as we come back. I want to finish up a little bit what we were talking about in the first segment. How information and news, policy, the way people think is so manipulated today, not just by government, but even by media, even by public relations firms, you name it. And a lot of people believe a lot of things and they think they believe them for legitimate reasons because they think they can trust the source. Well, I'm learning to be very cautious about all sources, even those that at one time I thought I could trust, which they've proven you can't. Sorry, but they have. And I cannot say this enough that the individuals that have been chosen In our United States government, the cabinet of the president is the worst of the worst of the worst this nation has ever put forward in leadership positions in in this country, period. And I've never seen such a stable of liars in my life. They don't care and they know they will never be held accountable or so they believe. God will hold them accountable at some point. Whether we as a nation do or not is irrelevant. God will. And people like Merrick Garland, I keep reminding you, he is a snake. He is dangerous. He's a reprobate. He's an agent of Antichrist, no matter how you cut it. And he doesn't care if he sits before a senator in the United States, in a hearing, under oath, no less, under oath, he doesn't care if he lies. Listen to this little exchange, only last a minute or so. This is Merrick Garland lying, just out and out lying to, to a United States senator and you and I, the American people. The man needs to be fired needs to be charged, and needs to be put in prison. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Attorney General Garland, you said in our last exchange that it's your practice to defer to FBI agents in the field when it comes to investigations, apprehensions of subjects. Um, I was interested, given your answer, to read in this morning's Washington Post that the FBI is saying that you overruled them when it came to raiding ex-President Trump's personal residence. Washington Post reports this morning showdown before the raid that senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted doing so as too combative and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to search his property. These field agents wanted to shutter the criminal investigation altogether in early June, the Post reports, but they were overruled by Maine DOJ. So I guess in light of your earlier testimony just this morning, my question is, how often do you overrule FBI field agents for political purposes? I've skimmed that article. It is not. That's not an accurate reflection of what the article says, and I'm not able to comment on the investigation. Um, my comment earlier was about tactics uh, on the ground in particular wait, cases. Wait, 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 wait. You said it's not an—I'm I'm reading to you from the article. Quote, 
senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted the plan as too combative and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to seek his property, according to four people who spoke on condition of anonymity to describe a sensitive investigation in quote. Again, I have to say I'm not able to uh, uh, describe the investigation. I will say as a general ma- matter and a, at a high level of, uh, of generality that in my experience, long experience as a prosecutor, there is often a robust discussion and in the end, and it's encouraged among investigators and prosecutors. Attorney General, my time is very... Made. My, yes, and you made the decision. I did. That's right. Not, you said you did. No, I'm sorry. What I said was I approved the decision. So you didn't make the decision I to appro- rape? I approve the decision to seek a search warrant after probable cause was overruling filed. the FBI agents who did not want to do so. Did you talk about this with the White House? The memorandum you? does not that, that um, uh, Washington Post article does not say what you're saying. I'm sorry. not able to describe this in any further Well, I, th- I think given that, Mr. Chairman, I'll just ask that this entire article be entered into the record. Without objection. And we can read for ourselves. I invite people to go and look. It says exactly that FBI field agents did not want to conduct the raid, and they were overruled by DOJ. So it doesn't seem to me, Attorney General, that the FBI has a lot of confidence in you, because what they're doing clearly is trying to distance themselves from your decisions. They're out there leaking left, right, and center and saying it wasn't us. We didn't want to do it. He made us do it. What's that say about their confidence in your leadership? No, the previous senator said that they're leaking all in favor of the left. Now you're saying they're leaking all in favor of I'm the asking right. you I my don't... question. Answer my question based on this evidence. Don't dissemble, Attorney Time General. Time has expired. Answer my question. Time has expired, Senator. And that little exchange between Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri... And the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, is extremely revealing. It shows we live in a time when people we should respect and be able to trust can no longer be trusted in what they do, in what they say, in how they act. They will lie to you. We know in the case of Merrick Garland, he has gone after Christians You don't send 23 armed agents to a man's house a year after the fact because he had pushed somebody out of the way who is screaming at his son profanity while they legally were standing near an abortion clinic but not in the doorway. Merrick Garland came after him and comes after any conservative and any Christian he can, any opportunity he gets. And yet those that burn down buildings have killed people, set police cars on fire, destroyed billions of dollars in property, walk free. Because the Attorney General of the United States cannot be trusted to do what is right and righteous. And don't give me this, we'll fix it in 2024 at the ballot box. You told me that in 2022. You told me that in 2020. It's not going to happen. Until we as a people are a changed people, the ballot box will be rigged. That's just how it has been. And it's how it's going to be across this world. Do you you understand what I'm trying to tell you? 
This is important that you understand all that I'm trying to tell you. We're not going to fix it in secular ways. This is spiritual warfare. And that's why part of the emphasis of this radio program and the emphasis of the additional ministry that I'll be involved with must be to bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. For without Jesus Christ, there is no hope for you. There is no hope for me. There's no hope for this nation. There's no hope for this world. There is, there's no hope at all. Maybe your relationship with Jesus Christ is at best iffy. Or maybe not really there at all. You know of him, but you do not know him as your Lord and Savior. And until you get that right in your life, you will never be an agent of positive change in this world. We've put our hope in politicians in the past. And in all honesty, what did that get us? Not a whole lot. We get these moments of victory. But in the grand scheme of things, the devil takes three steps forward. We get a step of it back. Today is the day Jesus is waiting upon you for you to receive him. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's your eyes.
is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, our time is just about up for today. I want to thank you for taking the time to, to listen to Truth to Ponder again. And I hope you will share this program or podcast with your family and friends and keep us in prayer. The voice is getting better. I thank you each and every day. But the work is still needing to be done. We can't fix this at the ballot box. We'll fix it one heart at a time. I will give you the news. I'll keep you aware. But I'm going to point you to the author and finisher of your faith and my faith as the ultimate solution to all the problems that we face in this world. You know, we get a lot of prayer requests at this program of late. By the way, you can find that at our website, a prayer request tab. There's some people going through some extremely difficult times. No place to live. Not being able to afford this, that, and the other. We're in terrible economic times. I don't care what government officials may try to claim. We're living in difficult times. Trying to start a church in times like these is not easy as well. But we need to do it anyway. Faith like a mustard seed is what it's going to take. If you believe in the work that we're trying to do in keeping you informed, in helping to build the kingdom of God on this earth, would you consider giving us your financial support? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. You can also find all this information at our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. Again, check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.